0: Good afternoon, students and faculty. My name is Jonathan Avila, and you have joined us for our 2022 April release of our monthly podcast uh, hosted by Studio G and the Mike Loya Center for Innovation and Commerce, and under the uh, Undergraduate Learning Center Studio uh, at the University of Texas at El Paso. And just a little bit of an introduction on myself. My name is Jonathan Avila. I'm a uh, MBA major here at uh, UTEP. Uh, I am really enjoying the uh, springtime that has just crept around the corner. And overall, I'm looking forward to our interview here today. It's the first of the spring month, and that's today here with uh, Joshua Mena. Um, And before I have Joshua um, introduce himself, uh, from our conversations that we've had, he's an entrepreneur with uh, EP Freeze Dried and he, uh, we actually, our first introduction, our first meeting was at the uh, El Paso Farmers Market, I believe, um, and that's actually where my sister also sells her artwork, and so uh, a familiar face I'm glad to have here on the podcast um, because we've, we've definitely had that opportunity to meet offline, um, but before I, I continue on, if you wanted to introduce to me and the audience your, your product as well as uh, who you are and, and, and how, how you got here. Yeah. So thank
1: you for having on. My name is Joshua Mena, and I'm a local food scientist, social entrepreneur. And I started El Paso's first and only freeze dried food company. We make the different space snacks. So we make different dehydrated ice creams, candies, and mm-hmm. fruits.
0: And maybe we can zoom in on these uh, space snacks. I think uh, definitely as a as a, uh, as a someone who's indulged in these, I'm very I'm a, a big our, fan. <laughs> definitely. Thank you. That's one of our most popular ones. Our mangos with chile,
1: really, really popular.
0: Yes, and uh, so very interesting. Just I mean, as to our audience, a quick recap on uh, this, this podcast. We like to bring in either student entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs within the greater El Paso community or even uh, professors who are working in this uh, entrepreneurial uh, innovation space to sit down and talk with us and uh, really highlight um, their specific industry of choice, but also how they got to where they are now as now, Joshua um, is is in the in the trenches working on his entrepreneurial I- I- idea and venture um, I always think there's important bits of information that you can provide to our students who can then uh, see an inspiration from the actions that you're doing and so again that's a quick recap we are um, primarily hosted by the Mike Lloyd Center for innovation Commerce and Studio G and let's get into the meat of the conversation mm-hmm. Joshua Uh Could you tell me a little bit more um, about who you are? Definitely. So I am.
1: I describe myself as a food scientist. I studied nutrition in college. I went to Texas State University in San Marcos. And so I love food science. I studied that. And I have a huge passion for food and the way that it's in our society, everything about it, the history of it, the science of it, why we eat, what we eat, how we eat, everything. And so I studied that. And after I graduated college, I was actually a Peace Corps volunteer working on nutrition projects in Ethiopia. And that's actually how I got started on everything. I was doing um, pretty crazy uh, nutrition projects in a little, small, rural Ethiopian village. Mm-hmm. And it was a very eye-opening experience. I got to see a lot of amazing, peop- me- amazing people, see amazing things. Um, but I also got to see a different side of life that if you're not exposed to it, you may never encounter it. And it can be very scary, it can be very dark, and it is very grim. But there's also a lot of optimism and a lot of hope. And that's, that experience is what set me on this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, from a, from a scientist and then a um, tremendous experience or a, an experience that in a way seems as though it changed your, your uh, trajectory, and now in the entrepreneurial uh, field, it's, it's great to know that that's, that was your origin. Um, and, and I'm sure, and I know we've, we've had a chance to focus on, on your product, uh, and we, we briefly went over them, but, but could you kind of uh, provide a little bit more in detail of, of how, I guess, maybe not necessarily the, the manufacturing, but um, um, what is the business and, and what's the business uh, idea moving forward?
1: Yes. So the business, what we are, we're, uh, we're a food company. So we make different snacks using the freeze drying process. So freeze drying is a type of dehydration process, but it's an ultra dehydration process. So it's a process that uses both temperature and pressure to produce a very crunchy, very lightweight, really intense product. And so it's actually a fun fact, um, the Inca people The Incas in modern-day Peru, um, the Andes, the Mountains in South America, they are actually the ones who discovered and figured out this freeze drying process. Um, High in the mountains of the Andes, it's a really high altitude, um, really hot in the day, really cold at night environment. And in the Andes, it's a very rugged environment. So to grow things is a challenge, but to preserve things is another challenge. And so the Inca people discovered that if you um, leave food out during the day and at night it freezes, that constant freeze-drying cycle <laughs> uh, produces this really long shelf life uh, product. And so they were able to figure that out and, and um, basically fend off hunger because they were able to, to preserve um, their potatoes, their crops, all the different things that they would grow.
0: Oh so they wouldn't uh, freeze dry the sweet portion they would they would freeze dry the the nutritional portions as well of their of their diet everything uh everything. different crops meats uh, grains different things uh, that they would grow mm-hmm. very cool very cool and and uh, I'm sure the inspiration was was uh for this this use case was out of necessity for for the incas um, and and may I ask how, how you came across this this process and, and how you adopted it into your your business definitely uh, so I came across freeze drying um, so kind of backtracking
1: I love food science I love to read I love to study um, I love to like look at what's going on what's trending and freeze drying historically has always been a really expensive process it's been um, you've mainly only have encountered it if you're in the military or you've gone to like a space museum. So it's a really uh, labor-intensive, energy-intensive process. Um, Luckily, there's been new companies that have made new equipment. And so But when I started this entrepreneurial journey, I was looking into, into different things of, okay, what could I, as a food scientist, how could I get started on this entrepreneurial journey? And freeze drying is something that is, like, up and coming, it's new, it's fun, it's different, it's science-y, it's food. And that was, like, the light bulb that was, like, oh, this is what I could do because I love food science, I'm pretty geeky, I love love all that kind of things. And um, so I'm from El Paso, born and raised here, but I went to go study uh, in in, uh, another city. And so when I, after I came back from Ethiopia, during my time in the Peace Corps... I figured out. Well, I tried to figure out what could I do, and so freeze drying has never been done before, here before in El Paso. So I figured, you know what? Let's do it. Like it's never been done. Um, I'm just gonna go for it, mm-hmm. and that's how I got started.
0: Very cool. And then it seems um, you you ran with the idea. And what year was that on the on the? I guess the the year that you committed um, to start the business. So I
1: started it officially in August of 2019. Okay. Um, So right before COVID hit, (laughs) uh, right before COVID hit, I started it. Uh, I started with one little machine and I uh, pretty much just started going to farmer's markets and started to going to friends and family and started sharing these different uh, products that I would make and just start, you know, uh, getting feedback, start selling and start figuring out, okay, is this an actual viable thing that I could do? And luckily, it was. You know, people loved it. People loved the, the, the story behind why I got into it. Um, the product itself is very unique. It's very fun, and that's how it that's how it started.
0: I'm sure there was a a uh, wonderful ideation phase in of this product or of this venture um, to see what would be the ideal or the best seller for for your products. And uh, as you mentioned, these freeze-dried mangoes with chili are are best sellers. And and just to mention to the audience, I've also uh, enjoyed one of uh one of joshua's other top sellers which is uh skittles with chamoy uh which again one of my favorite uh, uh products that you have available so um you're right that it has caught the attention of this community um because it is different it's it's uh, fun and and it's delicious as well so I'm sure as you mentioned you can freeze dried other uh opportunity or other uh items but i'm I'm curious to see where where that um that ideation of the, of the craft of the food science aspect of this work will go with you. But so far uh, ice cream, uh, dried mangoes. I think you're at a, at a wonderful start of ingredients here. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to backtrack slightly this mm-hmm. past month in, in March uh, studio G invited you out to a uh, coffee hour at the Michael center for innovation and commerce uh, prospect hall, third floor uh, area, or at least our, our, Little mini conference room that we have, and you had a chance to speak with students and speak with some of the individuals from the, the Michael A. Center for Innovation and Commerce. Uh, but overall, how was your experience at at that coffee hour? It was awesome. It was an amazing experience. I I loved the fact that
1: I could actually share uh, details about my journey to other students who are wanting to get into that. So it was awesome to share what I've learned, what I've gone through, um, challenges that I went through, and you know, kind of guide some students who are interested in that because it is a very daunting and it's a very intense route to take. So if I could help in any way, that's what matters to me. I mean, like I said, I am a food scientist, so to me sharing data, sharing experiences is what this is all about. Like I consider myself a food scientist first before mm-hmm. actually a business owner. And so I not I'm not the kind of person even in college I was always a person to share everything. Um, I'm not the kind of person to, like, you know, hold my notes or hold things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. everything that I have, I am willing to share and help others if they have, you know, any kind of question on.
0: Scientists at heart. Exactly. Your your, uh, wealth of information. Are you willing to share and and be a part of the uh, knowledge journey that everyone is is searching for? And uh, maybe if it's not in a specific um, free stride use case, you can provide that entrepreneurial knowledge for these students as to what are the potential next best steps now that you have your product out in the market and you have buyers and customers who are, I would imagine, on a repeat now. Um, so as we continue talking about EP free stride, I feel like it's a good time to uh, bring up your website. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the audience, this is a, one of our first opportunities that we're going to have to uh, switch over to Joshua's website, and I'm going to let Joshua uh, take the control here and just kind of walk us through the uh, the process. And so, feel free, Joshua.
1: Definitely. So, as you can see, our first thing you see is one of our most popular items. I think it captures like the essence of El Paso and and Juarez, um, this Mexican, this Tex-Mex kind of flavor, um, the sweet, the sour of the mangos with chile. And so, actually, the my website was actually um, a graduate student with the Mike Lotus center actually helped me create this website. Oh, so, wonderful. um, like I said, I don't come from a business background, so everything I kind of had to learn on a whim. Mm-hmm. And so, um, these are highlighting your ice creams. Mm hmm. fruits, it's a very intro, a very basic uh, website. I, like I said, I care more about the product. I, that's pretty much all I spend my time on. Honestly, mm-hmm. the science, everything about, and I
0: see there's a, a menu. Is that where, um, Individuals can shop now and, and select their products from your website and if exactly they wanted, wonderful
1: So we're going to go to the shop now just kind of sh- highlight some of the different products that we make mm. uh, we make things that Nobody's making <laughs> like we have um, one of our newest ones are these Mexican paletas. So they're a crunchy watermelon Lollipop mm. um, to find different. Um, you're not going to find them anywhere Unless we Seems make them.
0: very locally influenced exactly <laughs>
1: inspired by the Mexican cuisine uh, American cuisine everything uh, we have different ice creams, candies, fruits i you know i I really wanted to start um, this this project with at least some healthy options because we are in a desert and mm-hmm. also a food desert, um, meaning that there are sometimes actually there are a lot of times um, not a lot not enough healthy options in our community, and so that was some a pillar that I wanted to focus on is how could I create something that our community needs? And what our community needs is healthy options, low-cost, affordable, nutritious, and, of course, delicious yeah. uh, snacks. And so that's what I try to figure out, is how could I use science to create something that fits all that stuff? And so that's what we do here. We make the different astronaut fruit snacks, ice cream snacks, candy snacks, and, and that's it. That's what we do. Wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for showing that with us, and, and uh, I'm sure, hopefully, um, when we publish this podcast, you'll have f- some new orders from from individuals at UTEP uh, to enjoy and, and, to, and to really um, experience, because I feel like your products are an experiential product. Even though there is uh, nutrition, uh, it's it's one that, at least, again, in, in when I tried, it's, it's, uh, it's one that I would like to share with others, to share and say, hey... Have you tried this style of of snack? Um, nine times out of ten, uh, the individuals who do try are are very very receptive, and they say that wow, that's that packs a punch of, of flavor. Mm-hmm. So very very interesting. I, it's a, I think it's a great idea. Um, and so now that we have understood a, uh, you you've had the opportunity to come out, arrive and and talk to the students. And for those students who didn't have an opportunity to, to sit down and, and talk with you in person, um, could you describe some of the uh, entrepreneurial challenges, either uh, recent or challenges in the past, uh, that you encountered? And if you're still enduring through those challenges now, and, and if those challenges have passed, how, how you've been able to uh, use your, your knowledge of, of food science and entrepreneurship um, to get past those challenges? Definitely. Definitely.
1: Uh, I say the biggest challenge that I still that I've faced from the day one and to this day is financial constraints. So I've started everything uh, essentially by myself. Um, not to say that I have, I have tremendous support from friends, family, loved ones, all that. Um, but when it comes down to the actual financial part, um, it's pretty much just myself. It's kind of like for me a make or break situation. And so I've had to budget. I've had to be extremely resourceful and think outside the box for for everything. Um, like I mentioned, I don't come from a business background, so all the different things that come with running a business, I've had to, had to learn or ask questions or find free resources. Uh, for example, how to how to form your business, how to figure out taxes, how to figure out zoning laws and different permits, licenses, all these different things that go into running a legitimate business, it requires, if, if you don't know it, you know, you have to pay a lawyer, you have to pay someone to to tell you these things. Well, I didn't have the luxury of having that, so I had to go out to the community, like UTEP, like EPCC, um, the Small Business Development Center, NMSU, NMSU a bunch of different Every resource in El Paso, I think I've hit up and I said, hey, um, this is what I'm doing. I'm a local person. I'm a local entrepreneur. I need help with taxes or I need help with permits or I need help with X, Y, Z. And that is the biggest lifeline because, I mean, lawyers might charge you $1,000 just to form a company or accountants might might charge you $1,000 to do your stuff if you don't know it. So it can be very expensive, but there are free resources. And um, I, one of the the things that I excel in is being very resourceful. Um, I come from a very modest background, and that's very modest to say. So I have to think outside the box and I have to use what resources I do have effectively. And so making the money that I do have last longer and finding free resources is very important and so that's that's um, that's probably the most the, the thing that I'm proudest about of, of is getting free advice. Like when I go to different networking events or different events, um, if I meet a lawyer, you know, I'll just kind of chat, like, "Hey, like I have this question. Just you know, what are your thoughts?" Or or accountants or different people who have um, who run bigger businesses, you know, ten twenty years in in their industry. I say, "Hey, um," and you know, I just shoot my shot and I say, "Hey, can I run something by you?" Um, And for the most part, other entrepreneurs, other business people have been extremely receptive. They, you know, welcome arms. They love to see other people ask these kinds of questions and to see new things, because this has never been done before, freeze drying. So I love to talk about it and people are like, oh, you do this. And um, so it's, it's a pretty awesome feeling to have a welcoming ecosystem because it can be very daunting and very challenging. Like, where do I go? I don't even know what to. I have no idea where to get started. Um, but there are those resources out there.
0: I think with what you had mentioned, um, you you utilize your modest resources to the best of your ability, which has gotten you now where you are. And uh, Studio G, um, as well as well as the Arrowhead Center, are are very much so in line with with your um, perception of utilizing resources that are amongst your community. Whenever a, a student approaches Studio G, we go through an initial intake and we highlight the ins and outs of their business and then also try to put them in contact with uh, several mentors and several network um, uh, individuals from the network of NMSU to talk with the student and to walk them through whether it's uh, legal or, or um, business advice or financial advice, accounting advice, um, NmSU and studio G have have a, a I think a, a good start of that uh, story for other students and and so it's great to see that I mean your your persistence I think has has gotten you to where you are now and uh, to hopefully ignite that persistence among other students with these resources and show them what's what's free and available uh, open and available for these students I think is is a is a is a joy at least uh is a joy for the student is a joy for for the university and institution and also especially it's a joy for the entrepreneur um, who gets to see that people are open and and willing to provide friendly and general advice um, but yes i I admire the persistence that you you mentioned and uh I'm sure that the continual persistence will will only benefit you in the future mm. uh so now that we, we uh, underwent some, uh, some of those challenges, and th- that persistence probably did not come with its own fair trial of challenges, I think, as well. Um, but have you learned any, uh, let's say, uh, lessons recently uh, on your entrepreneurial journey that maybe didn't necessarily stem from uh, challenges, but maybe a, a surprise lesson that you discovered within yourself or, or within your uh, customers regarding your business and your venture? So I've learned that if you want to run a successful business,
1: you have to run it like you live your life. You have to, at least for me, I run my business how I live my life, which is very honest, very open, um, very transparent. And, of course, um, I let the, the data, the product speak for itself. Um, I'm the type of person to share any, if I can help other people with anything, I, that's, as a scientist, that's what I built. That's what I, that's what science is about. It's about sharing knowledge. It's about Helping others. And so being honest with customers, being honest with clients, that's the fundamental. Like, you can't be lying to people. You can't be skimming people. You can't be, you know, stealing from people. You have to Mm -hmm. be telling people the honest truth about what it is. So another, like, a really uh, common question I get asked is, oh, is this stuff healthy? And some of it is not. You know, I make ice creams and candies. And technically, it's junk food. It is junk food. So it's, it's a luxury food. And so I get the question asked, oh, is it healthier? And, you know, me as a scientist, like, I can't lie to people. I tell, you know what? It actually is not. It's actually because technically uh, the freeze drying process makes it more concentrated. So in essence, it's actually less <laughs> healthier <laughs> because it's more, it's more sweeter. It's more concentrated. So, um, But that kind of principle of being honest with myself and with people and other business owners, that's like a fundamental principle that I, before I even got started, I was like, okay, if I'm going to go down this path, like I have to do it right. You can't lie to yourself because eventually you're going to burn yourself out or you're going to get, you know, you know, someone's going to like burn you, you know, they're going to find out, oh, this guy's guy's cheating or lying, whatever. So that was one of the core things that I set myself on is if I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it honestly and do it openly. And luckily it's, you know, it's what's guided my, my business, it's one of the guiding principles on
0: why I'm still still around. Yeah, wonderful. I'm sure um the students can can benefit from realizing that they don't have to give up any sort of their their ethical or 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 moral uh judgment or decision making in order to pursue any form of, of venture that that they genuinely are passionate about. It's it's a it's a realm where um I can see a student seeing your story and being inspired by the fact that the, the honesty uh, for the product, I mean, even though you did mention that you're looking for healthier options and alternatives, um, but that you are upfront with your, with your customers. And there's no, there's no smoke and mirrors that, mm-hmm. that at least I, I can, I can perceive, but your, your, your product does look very genuine and it feels very genuine. Um, so as we're uh, wrapping up to the, the tail end of our, of our sit down, I, uh, wanted to thank you again for your time and and your experience uh, sharing um, what kind of entrepreneurial um, decisions and 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 what kind of entrepreneurial mindset you developed. Uh, but for those students who let's say are at the very beginning of their idea, at the very beginning of their venture, uh, and if maybe even reflect in the past when you were starting your idea and you were starting your adventure, uh, what what would be some I guess general. Uh, advice that you would provide uh, to these students, or let's say to yourself uh, a few years ago. Definitely,
1: you ha- it has to start with passion. Like you don't want to get into something that you're not passionate about, that you don't love, that you don't enjoy, that you don't generally genuinely enjoy doing, because you're going to burn yourself out. I mean, there's tons of ways to make money, but there's only. All, like, that's not gonna carry you as far as you would like to go. You're gonna get burned out, you're not gonna care as much, but if you find something that you're passionate about, that you love, that you actually like doing, that's when, it, that's when it's gonna take you the extra mile. Another thing is doing your homework. Like, you have to do your homework. If you are serious about doing, or uh, being an entrepreneur, there's no lack for doing your research, for doing your, your development, your, your, your homework no one's going to do it for you you will definitely find support in the ecosystem but at the end of the day you have to do it you have to find the the unique thing that's going to set your business apart from somebody else or others and you have to do the homework you have to look at the data you have to look at the economic trends you have to look at the the overall economic you know um, everything you have to take everything into consideration take a look to, into consideration your financial um position what you have what you don't have and be honest with yourself you have to you have to, you know you, you have to be honest with yourself and and do your homework and lastly i would say start small like there's nothing shame there's no shame with starting small and working your way up it's just like working out you can't just do a marathon you know you can't say side one day okay i'm going to do a marathon and do 26 miles you can't do that you have to build up you so there's no shame in starting small and building upon that because that's how you build success. You build success on smaller successes, and they snowball into bigger and bigger wins. And so that would uh, that's what I would say. Three. So do your homework. Yeah. Stay passionate. And, and start, small. start small.
0: Wonderful. Um, again, thank you, audience, for for tuning in to uh, today's event or today's uh, speaker. I'm, I'm I had a w- wonderful conversation with with Joshua. And as we uh, prepared to sign off, um, Joshua mentioned a, uh, wanted to have an opportunity to show us or to showcase a little bit more about what's the potential and what's down the line for EP Free Stride, as well as um, what's down the line for your entrepreneurial journey. So uh, Josh, the mic is yours. Thank you.
1: So the vision, the whole reason I started this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, is because it was never about a financial motive. It was always about knowledge and experience for me because I don't come from this background. Um, like I mentioned, my experience being a Peace Corps volunteer, I got to see a part of the world that is very, uh, very scary and very, like, we need to focus on these types of issues. Um, so, my time spent in Ethiopia, I got to see firsthand the scarier parts of society, um, what it's like. For people to experience hunger, um, food insecurity, political instability, different types of things that are out of control of people's hands, um, they are born into this life, and it's 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 very sad to see because my time spent in that Ethiopian village, I got to meet a, a huge amount of awesome people, very driven people, very intelligent people, but because of their because of where they were born. They're subject to different political, economic instability. And so, and, and and now with the whole climate change, environmental instability. So it's very, it's a very uh, gloomy situation, but I saw the upside to that, which was, like I said, these awesome, loving, intelligent people. And my time spent there, it made me realize, like, how grateful it is to be an American, how how lucky it is to be an American. And for me, as a minority Latino, you know, I have my education. I have some real-world experience traveling abroad and seeing firsthand just how bad the situation is. And it's not unique to just Ethiopia. I mean, it happens right across in Juarez. It happens in Mexico. It happens in India. It happens in a lot of parts of, I mean, for being frank, it happens a lot of South America, Africa, Asia, a lot of places. Billions of people are in a very dire situation. So it's very important that we unite as a people, as a species, to figure out these solutions to, okay, how are we going to feed people? What are we going to grow? What are we going to eat? And how are we going to do it? Like, who's going to rise up to these challenges of the 21st century? Who is going to do it? And my time spent there, it made me driven to embrace that challenge. Like I like I said, it. I started this business not as a financial motive, but to learn as much about business so that I can learn, you know, business, so I can uh, apply that to food science. So my goal is to use food science and and, and business to create something that's environmentally, uh, morally, ethically sustainable in developing countries. And so, you know, I... I'm actually trying to transition away from food manufacturing. Like, instead of manufacturing food products, the goal is to transition from that to food consulting. So, what I really want to do <clears throat> is uh, develop like grassroots solutions. So, very low tech, very easy applied solutions to um, to to food products. Um, In my time spent in Ethiopia, I came across this one product, this one tree, that I got lucky because it grows um, the place that I got uh, stationed. It's uh, naturally, it's like a native uh, tree, and it's called moringa, but it's a special type of Ethiopian uh, moringa, and when I was there, I would talk to tons of farmers, like, what it it is, um, how does it grow, why does it grow, or all these different things that... I, I had no idea. I didn't even know this thing existed. And I came across it. And I started reading because there's actually tons of books that are on it. Um, and so I saw the huge potential for that. I mean, that's just one example. But I saw the huge potential for that to alleviate the at least that part of Ethiopia. It can be a way for people to uh, get out of poverty. They can develop different products that are environmentally and economically viable that can actually help the environment, that can actually help people. And it's very nutritious, very delicious, very ethical. It's everything. It's everything you want in a product. It's just not, um, like I said, there's not enough attention to it. There's not enough grassroots support there yet. There are some people doing it, but not enough. And so that's my motivation. That's my motivation for to doing this whole thing is that I want to one day be in that position that I can be like, okay, you know, I can go back to those kinds of places and say, you know, I started my own little company. I know how the gist works. I know a little bit about taxes and accounting and marketing and production and logistics and all these things that go into business. But to apply that to these very dire situations, um, because it's the most rewarding thing. Like I, when I was there, I made the commitment that I would help my fellow human beings, whether they're African or South American or Asian, it doesn't matter, because like, people are people at the end of the day. And so, it's a very uh, daunting challenge, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. Like, there's, no, there's been nothing more rewarding than because when I was there, it's just I was one American in a small little Ethiopian village, and At the time, I didn't know anything about business or any of that stuff. I just knew more about science. And so for one day to go back to those types of situations and couple that with my business experience, I mean, the sky's the limit. Like, who knows what we could accomplish? And if I can connect with other like-minded individuals, I mean, there's a lot of awesome stuff that we can do. And so that's pretty much what... uh, what the future is for me to actually, actually I'm trying to sell my business. So I'm trying to sell my business and take that and uh, leapfrog, like I said, into consulting, into doing activism, into doing uh, these altruistic projects, you know, building water wells, building these low tech food processing um, centers and help get people out of abject poverty, help, help, help show people that it's possible it doesn't require a lot of um money and capital but it does require people to go there and do it and so that's what I'm trying to accomplish
0: wonderful would you classify that as social entrepreneurship
1: without a doubt because it's like I said it's not a money driven uh goal it's about helping people and about using what mother nature provides like I said it goes back to being resourceful Mm-hmm. Um, you know, embracing what Mother Nature provides, and there's, I mean, there's thousands of plant species that we, as the Western world, we don't even know about. You know, there's things in the Amazon rainforest, there's things in the Delta uh, Basin, there's things in the all the different jungles and rainforests and all the different places around the world that we don't even know. Like we don't even know, like just waiting to be discovered. So there's limitless things for things to expand on, things to innovate, things to actually research and develop. And so that's what I want to focus on, like go to these crazy places, meet awesome people, and help launch these different projects and products that the world has never seen before or hasn't, or hasn't had enough exposure to.
0: Under that same umbrella of resourceful, as you mentioned. Exactly. Right? All, all under the... I think even sustainability would be another good word to Ex- throw in there. Exactly. that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And and uh, did you want to show some of those trees here? Yes. Okay. That's going to be here, and then you're going to move over here, and then you see the – so these are the, uh, the Moringa? Mar- so Marunga? this is a Moringa, yes. Moringa.
1: It's a – if you've heard of Moringa, you probably have heard of it, but you've only seen or heard of the Indian variety. The one that I'm talking about, the one that I, you know – stumbled upon was this Ethiopian variety, and it looks kind of wimpy. It looks like a wimpy tree. Uh, this is a pretty good example of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a very bushy, a very, honestly, it doesn't even look that, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like a regular tree, mm-hmm. but the very unique thing about this is that the leaves actually possess all of the essential amino acids, so plants don't create all of, Most plants don't create all the essential amino acids, and that's just not how they work. Um, Animals do, because we create proteins and stuff, Mm -hmm. or all the proteins. However, plants don't. And so to find a plant source that has all the essential amino acids is very rare. And it's even more rare when this tree grows fast, when this tree grows in very uh, semi-arid conditions, which this one does. So it grows in the Horn of Africa, which is a very... um, It's like, so Africa has a dry season and a monsoon season. So there's parts of the year that there's no rain. And there's parts of the year where it's like tons of rain. And so plants adapted to that. So this plant adapted to a very dry, very hot, very um, arid condition. But it also, I don't know how, but uh, science is awesome, but it it developed these essential amino acids. And when we look into the developing country, we see that protein is a very... um, is a nutrient that is lacking in a lot of people's diets, Um, mothers, women, infants, old people. Um, It's a very hard thing to come by if you don't, if you're a poor farmer, I mean, you can't afford meat, you can't afford these, these things. So to find a plant source that creates it abundantly, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the goal. That's like, yeah, I might get lost lot lost words because it's just, it's <laughs> awesome. It's just so awesome.
0: And that's coupled with a freeze-dried process as well? And both Ac- those two together? Or is it in separate, um, S- separate ventures? Yes. Okay.
1: So, actually, this whole endeavor, this new endeavor that I'm trying to embark on is actually not going to be freeze-dried at all. Okay. It's just going to be focused on science and food science and creating different products using science. So, for example, like these Moringa things... Is moringa products. Mm-hmm. Um, you can create different uh, powders. You can create different uh, supplements. Really, you can create powders from these leaves. Dry them in a like a in a low-tech solar dehydrator, and you can export that. Or you can because right now as we as we talk and have this, there's an ongoing civil war. There's an ongoing humanitarian crisis in mm-hmm. Ethiopia. It's a very dark, very scary sit- time right now. Um, but regardless, like, I feel motivated to go back and, and, help, and, help, and help alleviate the, the problems. Um, but, yeah, so you can, the pro- the, what I'm trying to ender- embark on is not specifically freeze-drying. If I come to it, cool. But that's not the goal. The goal is to just use science in general to create something that
0: the world needs. Mm. And this venture is that stepping stone to that direction, in that direction, correct? Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you again, Joshua, for your time. I truly appreciate it, and, and uh, I really look forward to hearing more about your social ventures as well as your your venture here. Um, with that, to our audience, thank you again for uh, watching and and listening to our our podcast. Uh, this is uh, will be released for our April um, our April month of the of the Studio G podcast. And again, thank you, Joshua, for for the time that um, you've given us as well as hearing, getting to hear more about your story and especially specifically in the social ventures at, that, at the tail end because I do think that, um, that that is a very core passion for, for yourself and, and uh, I'm taking inspiration from it. And, and thank you again for what you're doing because I do feel it is making that positive social impact across international borders. And so thank you again for that. And this is uh, Jonathan Avila signing off. And this is Joshua Minna, the food scientist, signing off. Thank you.